We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy weekend, radio family, and welcome. It is the weekend edition of Community Focus heard on our Odyssey stations. It is always such a joy. To not only have your company, Radio Family, but particularly the company of members of our community-focused family. As we are winding down, can you believe another year is about to come to its completed end? It's almost as if to say, where did 2022 go? Mm -hmm. But you know what? That only means that as a new year is approaching, it will be new opportunities to share with members of our community-focused family all the things that we can look forward to to really make our communities a better place, not only for its residents, but for families and particularly for us individually. I'm Renee Vaughn, and it's a joy to have this young lady here in the studio. You're always going to be a young lady, too. (laughs) As I love the fact she is definitely a regular member of our community-focused family. She's been with us for a number of years, and she serves as the family recruitment specialist for the Children's Home Society of North Carolina. I want to say good morning and to extend a congratulations (laughs) because I just found out that she is newly married. So Aisha McCoy Ely, (laughs) good morning and welcome back. How have you been? How has 2022 been for you, Mama? 2020 has been incredible. Uh, 2022, excuse me, (laughs) has been incredible for me. Um, Yeah. So like you said, I just I just got married. Um, The pandemic, who would have ever thought thought, that, you know, that would bring about the love of my life, bring it back into my life after 10 years. Wow. So. um, So, yeah. Wonderful. And you know what? The smile on your face just says it all. I'm so happy for you. You and the family and your little girl is how old now? So my my baby sister, yes, my baby sister, she is now seven. Really, seven years old. And I think the last time we talked, she was probably what about a two. Well, that was the the very first, the very first, the time. very first time. Because wow. we talked five years when I started. We talked five years ago, and she wasn't even two at that time. <laughs> and now seven years old. Well, as the expression goes, time does fly. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, Asia, it is so good to have you back on the program. Every time you come on this show, so many of us walk away with so much knowledge. I would say better knowledge than the, than the time prior to you being on the show, especially when we do talk about, which, of course, is a very important uh, topic of discussion, and that is adoption mm-hmm. and the impact that it has not only for the child being adopted, but also the family that wants to welcome that young person or that person in general into the life of their families. 
And you have done such a tremendous job, let me say that to you and to the entire agency with the Children's Home Society of North Carolina. Now, we know November is typically National Adoption Month, Mm -hmm. but really it's something that we really need to have a conversation and a discussion about year-round. Absolutely. Because kids need a home year-round. And so for those listeners who may not know, explain exactly what foster care is and why children are in foster care. Got you. So with when you become a foster parent, foster parents provide us a temporary, safe and supportive and loving environment for children. Right. Um, when, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of families do experience crises, um, things in the family like, you know, like neglect and abuse. Um, substance use, um, which has become a big issue throughout the years. But sometimes not even that. Sometimes it's just extreme poverty to the Mm -hmm. point where, you know, it's not that the parents don't love them, but it's just that they're not able to provide. And um, in that case, that's when foster parents, you know, step in to provide that supportive environment while families are able to make progress and support their children. Excellent. Now, what is the need right now, particularly in North Carolina and more specifically the Piedmont Triad area of you know, our various communities. Got you. So across the state right now, we've got over 12,000, over 12,000 children mm-hmm. that are in the foster care system. So, um, you know, thinking of, thinking about some large high schools around this area that are like over 2,000 2, children, that's like six high schools right. full of children, if you can imagine, wow. um, that are in the foster care system. And the thing is that number, it, it fluctuates, it goes up and down mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, um T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And so we need more and more families to step in and, and care for our children. Absolutely. And Aisha, I know the, the age range is, is going to vary. We'll, we'll get to that in just a second. But in the meantime, let's talk about the realities of the current foster care crisis. We're talking children sleeping in DSS offices nightly. I had no idea that that was taking place or youth actually aging out of the foster care system. Yes. So the reality is, and that's something that a lot of people don't know, is that, you know, right now there is a foster care crisis. There's a lot of children that are sleeping in DSS offices um, at night because, unfortunately, there, are, there aren't available and appropriate families to care for children. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as their social workers, they're making calls on their behalf to find fam- to find families and find placement for them. Mm-hmm. But the reality is if, if, there isn't a, if there isn't a safe, loving home for them to go to, then right. sometimes it means, hey, uh, the caseworker is, is there while the child sleeps there at DSS. Now, speaking of that age range, explain what the greatest need is for children who are six plus. We'll start with that first. Then the sibling groups and those children who are even medically fragile. Yes. So those are those are the the biggest groups, age groups that we get, the biggest groups that we get um, referred to at Children's Home Society. Um, You know, a lot of families. You know, that I talk to on a regular basis, being a recruiter, a lot of families are wanting, you know, younger children, children that are younger than five. But um, right now we have, you know, children are considered older children at only six years old. Wow. So, um, so yeah, we have a lot of kids that are at least six. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of sibling groups. Right. I know some people, some people only think about adoption and foster care with one child, child, but, you know, there's, you know, sibling groups as small as a pair to, Mm -hmm. I mean, I worked a referral where there was a sibling group of eight. That we really? were trying to find placement for. Wow. So we need um, families willing to support sibling groups and also medically fragile children. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, with with medically fragile children, that requires a lot more attention, a lot mm-hmm. more care. Yes. And so, of course, it's going to take a special family, one that is patient, right. preferably some someone that has a, a medical background mm-hmm. or maybe not having a medical background, maybe just. You know, being a stay-at-home parent who has that time and and devotion to be exactly. able to learn exactly. And when I was thinking, and if we break that down even further, uh, Aisha, and 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 correct me if if I'm wrong, 
when we talk about medically fragile uh, children who have special needs, mm-hmm. perhaps developmental yes. disabilities and things of that nature. Yes, that's that's correct. Yeah. So this is just an aside question, Aisha, before we go to our first break of the morning. You've served as a family recruitment specialist for how long now? Five years. Five years. Where did your passion and your love for doing what you do come about? How did you end up being involved with all of this? Gotcha. What's your backstory? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I touched on this um, like maybe a few years ago. But right. yeah, so I actually started off in sales. Um, I graduated with my degree from UC Charlotte in 2014, mm-hmm. and I started off in my degrees in marketing, okay. and I started off in sales. Right. But, um, you know, it, it was great work, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like, you know, that, that, that feeling of, like, purpose was missing, I would right, say. Right, right. And um, so, lo and behold, I happened to have um, two friends that had nonprofits. I had one that did more of an arts and events nonprofit, and mm-hmm. I had one that um, um, did a nonprofit for um, young women, like young women between 13 and 18. Mm. Um, so I was able to really, really get involved and mentor there. So, right. so I was, so I really, you know, grew, grew passionate about helping, you know, youth and, and ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I really grew passionate about helping youth. Right. Um, but, um, but from there, you know, this opportunity came about and, you know, family is something that, you know, has always been important to me. Right. Um, you know, I personally, I, my, my mother and my father, they were teen parents. Mm-hmm. You know, when they when they had me. And so, right. you know, that's that old saying about it takes a village to raise a child. Exactly. Like that's a for real exactly. thing. Like I right. live with my grandparents. I live with a grandparent like all of my life. Pretty Similar much. situation with me. So I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. So so I, I believe that, you know, family is is everything. Exactly. I don't know where I'd be without it. So <laughs> right. I, I can't imagine, you know, what it feels like for children who don't have that. Absolutely. And of course, as you mentioned earlier, you have a, a, a much younger sister. Yes, I do. <laughs> so I think there are a lot of us who can relate to that age gap. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to be the only child and then surprise, Woo! here comes a sibling. <laughs> and, and you know, I tried to talk my mom into having a child, you know, right, around right. 12 and 13. I'm like, yeah. you know, you should have another one. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. It's, no. Not, it's not time yet. <laughs> lo and behold, when I graduate college, full-time job, boop. There's wow, and it's like your big sister. Yes. <laughs> More ways, <than> one. <laughs> and you know, and you know, because of the age gap, you yeah, know, yeah. it's it's not a typical sibling relationship. Yeah. It's more of a sister auntie. <laughs> right, right. Niece, auntie. And I think I do remember now that that you have shared that beautiful backstory. I think I do remember you telling me uh, the very first time we we met here on this public affairs program. There was a situation where. You were somewhere. I can't remember. It was a park, and someone thought that you were your sister's mom. That, does that, that does that still kind of sort of happen? That happens wherever you take your sister with you. It happens all the time. Really? It, yeah, it happens mm-hmm. all the time. Especially you know now that I'm married, it's a little bit different because right, I'm, right. I'm away from the home. But I lived at home with my sister right. for a long time. Mm-hmm. So like whenever we go out, it's like, oh yeah, that's your daughter. But when it, <laughs> but whenever she was cutting up in the store, I'm like. No, that's that, not my child. That's, that's my sister. <laughs> that's that's when we I get made, I, made, right? I made sure to make a point. Uh, that's right. my that's my sister. <laughs> wow, well, I just love that backstory, Aisha, and I am really surprised I remembered. That. Yeah. <laughs> so the old ticker is still working. Uh, but thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And to be a part of such a great agency, such as the Children's Home Society of North Carolina, which has helped hundreds, if not thousands, of of children. And not just the five years that you've been affiliated as the family recruitment specialist, but since the agency has been in existence. Over 100 years. Wow. Over 100 years. That is a long time. 
Now, at some point, Aisha, as we're about to take our first break of the morning, I want you to uh, think about this, and we'll probably get to it towards the end of our conversation. If you can, and I know for the sake of, of confidentiality to protect the families, is there one particular family or families, plural in general, that you can recall since you've been with the agency in which you've been able to follow up on that family? In other words, a child who got adopted into a loving home, let's just say within the last five years since you've been with the agency and and how that person is progressing with that family. So I want you to focus on that along with some other questions that I have for you. And it is just so good to see you as we are winding down. I can't believe that we are about to go into 2023. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. It was like, you know, when we got to the end of the 90s and we were about to say, okay, the decade starts with twos. 2000, yeah, that was kind of, but then it's crazy. Fast forward and we're about to go into 2023. <laughs> Look, but you know, yeah, things are so, things are so much more fast paced though. Absolutely. Like, and, I feel, and I feel like, especially like with technology, a, a lot of times like we live lives on the phone. So. Right. <laughs> so, so by the time well, we you know, up- it's, and it's so funny you mentioned that because anytime I look at where we are with technology, especially speaking of phones, we use them for everything besides <laughs> just talking and texting. We have GPS on and I was wondering because you and I probably come from the old school in which we had parents and grandparents that used those big paper maps yeah. back in the day when we were planning those family trips. And to say, what did we do before there was Google, before there was Yahoo, before there was all of these things, Facebook and TikTok and and Instagram and and LinkedIn and the list just goes on and on. Look, all of the rest can go, but the GPS I'm, it's got to stay. It's got to stay. It's got to stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Stay. Absolutely. Asia McCoy Ely, family recruitment specialist with the Children's Home Society of North Carolina, joins me, Renee Vaughn, and Radio Family. Thank you so much for joining us. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus, and we will be back right after this. The weekend edition of Community Focus. Happy weekend, and thank you, Radio Family, for your fine company every weekend here on our Odyssey stations. A wonderful opportunity to engage in great conversation with members of our Community Focus family. Winding down another year in which so much has taken place in our communities, today will be no different Our topic of discussion, and let me say good morning and welcome the Family Recruitment Specialist for the Children's Home Society of North Carolina, Aisha McCoy-Ely. Good morning, family. How are you, Ben Mama? How has 2022 been for you? It's been, it has been amazing. An amazing year. And it, it seems like it just went by so fast. It's like you blinked, it was January, and now here we are towards the end of the year. Look, I've been I've been in the wedding plan doing wedding planning for most of 2022. Wow. <laughs> by the way, congratulations for many who may not know you are newly married. Thank you. You Thank are you. so welcome. Well, Aisha, uh, as I mentioned, this is a very important topic of discussion because even though November is recognized as National Adoption Month every year, there is a child or a sibling of children who are looking for a wonderful adoptive home that Mm -hmm. they can call their own. And when we have great agencies such as the Children's Home Society of North Carolina, this is a wonderful opportunity for us who are seriously considering becoming a foster parent. All the information and details that we can get from you can help them in making that decision Mm -hmm. in becoming such. Let's talk about, speaking of which, how can families help? First, who would make what's considered a good foster parent? Got you. So 
the, the, it first starts off with, you know, a family that has a desire to just help children, mm-hmm. you know, that wants to, to see them succeed, you know, regardless of the situation. You know, children that come into care have been through, you know, lots of different crises, you know, and, and you know, we, we need families that are committed to helping them, you know, thrive. Right. Um, we need families who are compassionate who have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. um, who are willing to persevere. Like when, you know, when, cause you know, you know, with raising children, whether they're biological foster children, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have you know, those ups and those exactly. downs. And so we need families that are going to be committed to them regardless. Of- Absolutely. And there's a, so many, in fact, Aisha, there probably is that one person who's listening right now, who, as I just mentioned, is seriously considering becoming a foster parent. Now, let me let me ask you this as an aside. What would life be like for them once they do make that commitment? So whenever you're a foster parent, pretty much um, you get to sort of raise the children just as if, you know, they're your own biological children. Like we want you to to love them, to support right. them, you know, to go to, you know, recitals, take them, support them at like athletic events, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, that normalcy, you know, believe it or not, is it means a lot for children, especially, you know, who, you know, might have come from hard circumstances before. Um, You know, aside from that, you know, as a foster parent, like you're not only there to support the child, but you're also there to support a family as Mm -hmm. well. So um, so as a foster parent, you'd be expected to, you know, help with visitations Mm -hmm. with their birth parents. You'd be there to um, do visits. You'd be. You'd also be there to um, to, to, to facilitate shared parents, to right. facilitate that open line of communication. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just made an interesting point because it made me think about a lot of times there isn't that connect or communication between, let's just say, a foster family as opposed to the biological family. Because there are situations, you're right, and circumstances in which a parent or parents in general find themselves, whether it's financially or by other means, they're just not in a position at that particular time to raise that child. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, I, the, the nice thing about it is there are a few really good instances in which the both, in which both families do connect between the biological family, what they had to do. And it, I'm sure it was never an easy decision to give up a son or daughter or children to another family. But the situation was just better presented in helping that child mm-hmm. be in a a safer and more grounded environment. One perhaps away from the tox uh, what's the word the toxic relationship that may have existed in that family. Here was an ideal opportunity to be around other individuals that could show them that love that mm-hmm. could show them you know, what it is like to be officially a part of a family. Am I making sense yeah. in saying all of that? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think kind of what you're getting at is just like, you know, that's that's the best case scenario. That's what we want for, right. you know, our children. We we need for, you know, the biological parent and the foster parent, exactly. you know, to be able to set aside, you know, whatever personal feelings they have exactly. and, and to do what's best for the child's well-being. Exactly. And that's and that's where, like, the best decisions are going to be made. That's where, you know, you're going to minimize, you know, additional trauma mm-hmm. for children if you're keeping, you know, what's best for them at, at, at first. You know? Absolutely. And Aisha, that's such a wonderful point because it makes me think about for those who are listening to us here on Community Focus and have actually gone through that very situation. You probably have someone who is part of a foster family 
who at some point, even though the family is is terrific, they just love this adoptive family. But then there comes a time when they want to learn or know more about the biological family. They want to know, you know, here's an opportunity for me to meet my mother or to meet my father or someone in my biological family and just sit down and ask questions and just have that conversation as to why, you know, at the time, and again, like I said, circumstances are different for everyone as to why they could, you know, no longer be a part of that biological family, but have a terrific foster family. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, what are some of the things that families may not know about becoming a foster parent? Touch on that a little bit. Oh, okay. So, um, there's there's many myths that a lot of people you know hear. The first thing that I just want to clarify is that you know children in foster care are bad children. You know we see a lot of you know when it's represented on TV and in books and things like exactly. that. Like you just see you know foster children as just troubled children. Mm-hmm. And the reality is first is that you know they're in foster care at no fault of their own. Um, you know, it, you know, the environment that, you know, they were brought up in, unfortunately, they, they had to do what they had to do to survive. They had Mm -hmm. to adapt certain behaviors to survive. Exactly. Um, and so, um, it takes, it takes a foster parent to step in to under, to be understanding and to be there to support them, you know, and to help them in their healing process. Right. And so, so yeah, no, our children are not, you know, bad children. And in fact, you know, no matter what they've been through that they can thrive. Absolutely. So thank you for for clearing up any misconceptions or fears or myths that might deter a person from making that serious commitment and becoming a foster parent. Now, by talking about how foster care isn't just supporting a child, but it's supporting a family as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, why is what's known as reunification or shared parenting important? And and what exactly does that look like? Got you. So... The whole purpose of foster care, um, like I like I explained before, it's it, you, children come into foster care because of crises in their families. Mm-hmm. You know, that could have been neglect. It could have even been just severe poverty. Right. And it's not that sometimes a lot of times it's not that the families don't actually love the children is that they weren't able to support them. Mm-hmm. And so foster parents support the child to give the, the families an opportunity right. to reunify, to come back together. So that's that's the hope is that, you know, mm-hmm. families can make progress and, and go back with their biological families. Wonderful. So what is the process like for families who are wanting to become foster parents? What, what's the ideal environment, okay. would you say? So if you are someone and I hope I hope I'm talking to a lot of someone that would love to be a foster family. But if you are um, the first step, I would say, is just be committed to learning Mm -hmm. first. Just, um, you know, if you if you want to, you know, give me a call. Um, 336-335-9256. If you want to give me a call and ask any questions that you have, mm-hmm. um, if you want to join us for one of our online information meetings, we have our calendar at chsnc.org slash events. Um, so yeah, just um, committed, be committed to learning, asking those questions that you have. Um, we understand that, you know, it's not a decision that you can just wake up and say, hey, I want to be a foster right, parent. Exactly. Like it really takes, mm-hmm. you know, some some thinking, some prayer, you Absolutely. know, before you decide to make that decision. So right. um, once you're ready, you, you start off by applying and doing your application and your background check. Excellent. Aisha, just as an aside, and as you were explaining that, I was thinking about different uh, case scenarios, let's say, of, of individuals who would, I think, make an ideal uh, candidate to be a foster parent. You may have some individuals or couples, let's say, who are unable to have children. 
mm-hmm. uh, biologically. And so what a wonderful way to welcome a foster child into the home. As I mentioned earlier, uh, there, there are some who want to adopt a child to get that person out of a toxic environment. And I was also thinking, too, for, for many who don't necessarily, and, and, and let me see, what's the best way to explain this for, let's just say a person who doesn't want to go through the natural process of childbirth, and, but still wants to experience what it's like to be a parent. I was thinking that individual possibly could could be a good candidate. So Absolutely. just in, in all the great information that you were sharing so far, and I liked how you prefaced the fact that there are very likely a number of people who are listening to this <laughs> yes. weekend edition of Community Focus to learn more about the just the great need for becoming a foster or adoptive parent. So Aisha, you work for Children's Home Society of North Carolina, as I just mentioned, which is considered a private agency. Now, for those who may be wondering, what is the difference between working with CHS and your local DSS or Department of Social Services? So um, so your local department of, of DSS, um, like you might have mentioned, is um, that's a public agency. Um, and so all children that are in foster care are in the custody of DSS. Mm-hmm. Now, with Children's Home Society, we're we are a private agency. Right. Um, for, and with that, that, you know, a lot a lot of times when you hear private, you think, you know, money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you think you got to pay more money. But really, no, that's not the case. It's really that really talks about the the types of support that you're able to get with us. Yeah. Because a lot of times our caseworkers are able to have smaller caseloads, mm-hmm. which means more one on one attention. Right. Um, for families. One of the great things about our organization in particular, we're the largest private agency in North oh, Carolina. Great. So um, we work with every DSS mm-hmm. in all 100 counties. Wow. So regardless of where you yeah, are, yeah. Um, we're able to work with you. But not only that, um, you know, it gives you more of an opportunity to support children, not just in your county, mm-hmm. but, you know, in surrounding counties as well. Excellent. And we, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Again, we wanted to emphasize our radio family and to say, again, good morning and welcome to the weekend edition of Community Focus, our public affairs show heard on our Odyssey stations. Wonderful conversation with Asia McCoy Ely, the family recruitment specialist for the Children's Home Society of North Carolina. Asia, we explained earlier for those who may not have been listening to the program, the greatest need is for children who are six plus. Mm-hmm sibling groups, and children or young ones who are medically fragile, those who have special needs or developmental disabilities. My next question is this, what supports are available for foster families that do work with you with the Children's Home Society? Got you. So we're fortunate to um, to have a, ho- a whole education, family life education mm-hmm. um, pr- department at our agency. So um, there's lots of different trainings that are offered. Right. We have um, foster parent and adoption support groups. Um, where if you need a space to, you know, vent that you can go to. Um, also, we have 24-7 um, behavioral health support um, mm-hmm. from a licensed clinical social worker. Excellent. So if there is, you know, a behavior that you're not exactly sure um, how to how to ha- handle, how to deal with, mm-hmm. you're able to call that hotline and talk with someone. That's excellent because that does fall under that category of medically fragile uh, children. Now, hopefully, and and you did such a beautiful job in mentioning this, there are listeners who are encouraged to help. But for those of us who aren't able to become foster parents at this particular time, perhaps somewhere down the road in future, is there still something that 
we as a community can do to help you. Yes. And I want to and I want to emphasize, like, everyone can help in in some in some way. And, yeah. you know, the biggest challenge to helping to even get our children, you know, to those safe, loving homes mm-hmm. is just the fact that, you know, their their voice needs to be heard. Right. And so um, if you're someone who, you know, maybe, hey, you can't be a foster parent, maybe, you know, you can help us by flyering. Maybe there's, you know, a church group or business group or organization right. that, you know, you can connect us with to help mm-hmm. us. Um, speak with um, just going to our social media, Children's Home Society of North Carolina, going there and um, just sharing posts um, mm-hmm. to, you know, just to get the information in front of people. Because, right. like I said, that's one of our biggest challenges. Now, are there by chance any volunteer opportunities? Yes. Available? So. So, yeah. So we do have, you know, our volunteer. We just um, finished up the Hope for the Holidays mm-hmm. um, drive where we um, do Christmas presents for our children in care, and um, we just finished up that drive. But, yeah, there's lots of other opportunities okay. throughout the year to help. Good to know. Now, Aisha, I've had the pleasure of being able to speak with you at the beginning of your career yes. with Children's <laughs> Home Society. You had only been working there for months when yeah. we first spoke. I cannot <laughs> believe that. Time just seems to fly, Mama. It really does. Now that you've been doing this work for five years, what personally keeps you going? Why do you continue to have a love for this? I just... Well, well, first I'll say that like I get I'm a I'm a family recruiter. I inter- do a lot of interacting with the community. I don't always get to see how you know it turns out after that information meeting or after that right, application. Right. But those moments where like families do come up to me and say, "Hey, you did our information meeting. We just completed our license, oh, wow. or or we just you know Wonderful. we just finalized the adoption." Yeah. Like just to know that like something I said at an information meeting just might have been the reason why mm-hmm. they move forward. But but also, you know, something um, the, with the pandemic that wasn't necessarily my responsibility at first, but because of the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. I was able to kind of help out with. Right. Um, you know, I was able to work with our resource team that actually does the placements. Oh, excellent. It actually facilitates the placements between DSS and between foster parents. Right. Um, and it was it's one thing to, to learn to learn about that need like. You know, hey, we're getting thousands of referrals, but we're only able to place 18 percent. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to really be on the other end exactly. of that. No. And, you know, I'm like I always I always said, you know, whenever I was experiencing those no's from families, I would re- much rather it be me than any child to have to consistently hear those no's. Right. But I'm I'm committed at this point to making sure that we get more yeses yeah. for, for our teens and our kids. I'm so happy you share that, and, and thank you for responding to that question because the follow-up is this, and this is the key word, follow-up. I had asked you earlier in our conversation to think about if you could share, and we don't have to specifically name the family by the name, but are there any particular families or just one family that comes to mind in which you have been involved in the process from the beginning and you followed up? on that individual to see where that child or how those siblings with their foster family has been doing. Got you. So I won't, I won't say the name, but, um, but I, uh, I think it was about two or three years ago Mm -hmm. that I went out to an adoption party. And so we were celebrating the adoption of one particular family Mm -hmm. and, um, and their daughter and, and they had me there to kind of speak out, speak out about like, you know, Hey, encourage other people to become foster parents. Right. And so they introduced me to um, a couple, mm-hmm. one of their, two of their friends, and I was able to talk with them and invite them to the information meeting. 
Um, I wasn't sure whether they were going to actually come, but they did come to the info right. the info meeting. Right. Um, and it was just something. It was just something about them, mm-hmm. like something about their spirit that just said, like, I I think you guys would be great. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> with this, like, I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, so months go down the line, and I'm like calling. And I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, stalking a little bit. No, just. <laughs> So I'm calling, following up. We'll, we'll call it greatly concerned. You know, <laughs> you know, months down the line. But eventually, you know, I think it, was, it might have been like three or four months later, mm-hmm. they, they did actually decide to apply. Wow. Um, fast forward, I want to say maybe two years. Mm-hmm. And they were on the news. At, really? Wow. <laughs> they were on the news. And they were just talking about just how much. I think at that time they had maybe um, a sibling group of two, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. And they were just talking about just how much that foster care had like had transformed their life, had, wow. had changed it. So, wow. I mean, like I, I stories like that, like I said, they they keep me going just knowing that Absolutely. like, hey, something something I did is helping get our children home. So. Absolutely. And in, in Asia, when we hear about wonderful experiences such as that, sometimes it is hard to put into words because as I look across you and I see the expression of joy. On your face. And that's the one thing that I like about a program such as this. And I wanted to say, and I may have mentioned this not necessarily to you directly, but because you are here with me on the weekend edition of Community Focus. And as we are winding down this year, I wanted to, from a personal perspective and as host of this public affairs show, to say thank you and to each and every member of the Community Focus family that has been on this program since January up until as we're getting ready to say goodbye to 2022, to say thank you, and and hopefully I'm the voice of, of others who are listening to this program, thank you for everything each and every one of you do. The joy of hosting a program like this is we have so many different topic of discussions about the things that have some type of impact or effect on our lives. And I feel that it's such a joy that as human beings, we never stop learning. I know for me personally, as a host, I always walk away with a look of happiness on my face because when I talk to someone like you, there's some things that I thought I knew about a particular subject matter and then it's like, bam, you hit me with some information that just really gets me thinking like, wow, I never looked at a particular subject matter from that perspective. And I think with a show like this that can educate, that can empower and can even motivate an individual who initially never even considered becoming a foster parent, but because he or she is listening to this conversation, that can totally turn things around. Mm. So let me just say to you, Community Focus family, and even to you, Radio family, thank you for all the things that you have done, because obviously we can't get everybody on the show. But for those of you like yourself, Asia, I just cannot say thank you enough. And just looking forward, of course, as always, to having you back on the program to hear good things as we are about to approach 2023. So just keep up. The great work, Mom. Thank you so much you for so for cool. this platform. Like I Absolutely. remember, you know, I remember reaching out, like you know, filling out the contact form right. on ninety seven point one, just just hoping. And you and you know, you never you never know. Like exactly. I mean, I've 
gotten quite a bit of nose, you know, as far as coming on. So just being able to come here and just have this platform and just, you know, just talk about, you know, such a such a great need that, like you said, is affecting us close to home. Absolutely. And I'm very happy, Asia, that we do have this platform. So with that said, let's repeat any and all contact uh, information. Let's start with your location. Okay. So um, so I am at our main office here in Greensboro. It's uh, on 1416 Yanceyville Street. That's the office where I am. Okay. Um, as far as how you can reach me, um, if you are interested in becoming a foster or adopted parent, or if you just simply want to know how can you get involved, how can you get your organization involved, um, please feel, feel free to give me a call or text at 336-335-9256. Again, that's 336-335-9256. Or you can send me an email at amccoy, M-C-C-O-Y, at chsnc.org. Again, that's a McCoy at M-C-C-O-Y at C-H-S-N-C dot org. I'm still McCoy in the email. I haven't okay. changed my name yet. <laughs> and you know what? I picked up on that. And for, for those that didn't hear us uh, earlier, we had an off-air conversation about it because I looked. And I was like, when did she become alien? And then I looked at your top, the top portion of the email. And I was like, well, she's still McCoy. Look, I just I just went to the to Social Security office. Like, <laughs> oh, I got you. Like I got this, this past week. So I'm finally, for real, for real, for real, Asia Ely. But <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, you know what, my dear? I introduced you with both names, just just to, to make sure. But I know a lot of times, you know, some married uh, couples, the majority, especially the wife, they, they will use both names. You know, they'll hyphenate it or whatever Look, the situation may be. I had I had to get mine officially changed to Ely because it's funny. Like, it's, it's funny when people ask you a basic question. Like, right, what's right. your name? What's and your you name? have no clue what to tell right. them. You got to think about it. It's like, oh, I'm married now. Which, which name do I go by? But I'm sure your husband will appreciate that you have carried his name. Yes. And he'll. I was thinking, like, I'm tickled by hearing you say Asia Ely and I know like when I play it back for him he's going to be <laughs> so we want to give a shout out to him and to your family and Asia again thank you so much you know your family here mama so anytime you need a platform uh you know with me no goodbyes okay just until next time so thank you for the wonderful conversation thank you for You're having so me so welcome and thank you radio family for your wonderful company indeed for all of 2022 This has definitely been a year to be educated, to be empowered, and to be motivated. And so glad that you are a part of this public affairs show. You have indeed been listening to Community Focus. Thank you for the great company. Indeed, no goodbyes. Just until next time. And please stay safe. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.